Welcome to St. Louis on the Air. I'm Sarah Fenske. Darlene Green was appointed the city's comptroller in 1995. Two years later, she won election to hold the job. And for the 22 years that followed, she's been an island of stability in a city hall that's seen plenty of turnover. And as the city's chief fiscal officer, she's responsible for getting the bills paid and ensuring the city's long-term financial health. But Green isn't just a number cruncher. Lately, she's taken bold stands on a number of key city issues. That includes signing on to the campaign to close the city's workhouse and criticizing Mayor Lida Krusen on public safety issues. She's also become an outspoken critic of the plan to privatize St. Louis Lambert International Airport. Joining me in studio to talk about it is Comptroller Darlene Green. Darlene, welcome to the show. I am so glad to be here. Do you have a question or comment for the city's comptroller? Give us a call at 314-382-8255. That's 382-TALK. Or you can send us a tweet at STL on air or email us at talk at stlpublicradio.org. So Comptroller um, Green, let's talk about airport privatization. You've taken a very strong stance on this, but just to clarify your your precise position at this point, are you against privatization without a public vote or are you against privatization, period? Well, you can say both. I think that, uh, first of all, it is doesn't make good financial sense. That's the first thing I'll say, especially because the airport has been, for over the last several years, operating very efficiently and very positively financially. So I look at that and I understand that the coffers at the airport are flush. Mm -hmm. So with that, that means they're cash flush. That means that they're doing a very good job of operating the airport. And over the past 40 months, uh, consistently, they have shown very strong growth at the airport. They've got more and more passengers. More and more passengers. And the air operations are are better. The revenues are are extremely strong. The uh, credit ratings are up. And so the airport's doing very well without a private uh, operator. Mm-hmm. Um, there's this idea that we could get this lump payment um, up front, and then over time, they would be reaping, whoever gave us this lump payment would be reaping the profit from it. And people are saying, hey, the city's so broke that we need this cash payment up front. What would you say to that? I would say that is something that is a very skilled um, raider would say somebody that's coming to raid the, the coffers of the city, somebody that's coming to raid the coffers of the airport. So, of course, they would say that. And so what that does uh, to people is goes way back uh, to the time when in the Shamo administration there was a promise to reopen the uh, Homer G. Hospital. And I hate to say it like that, but it, that's what I think about because that was just a, a, a promise. So what we will hear uh, about the privatization is that, yes, there's going to be a billion dollars. They're, they're, they're going to pick any kind of number out of the air that they want because the, the, the true reason for privatizing the airport, in my view, is to take the uh, millions of dollars that are in several funds. Some of them are not federal funds. Some of them are just from good old-fashioned, good business financing and good uh, have they have very strong reserves. Mm-hmm. And so people want that money. 
And if they were operating the airport under some sort of lease agreement, you think they might be able to get their hands on that money? They will absolutely want to get there first. They want to get that money first. As a matter of fact, one of the things that you will be told is that, oh, that the operator would have to pay the uh, debt. And they are going to tell you that there's so much debt at the airport. That is an absolute uh, untruth because the debt at the airport has been very large. But in the last few years, it has come down tremendously, and it, it is uh, going to be going down even further. That is the prediction. It's predicted to go down even further in the next two to three years. And of course, the numbers will show that, and the people who are looking at or buying for uh, the airport, they're going to be wanting to pay that lowest amount that they can in order so that they could benefit financially from the cash that's at the airport. They know this is an attractive they proposition. They know that it's very attractive. And of course, you have the former mayor, which I hate to get into this, but that is who uh, put the application in, who knows very well, you know, what is at stake here and what is at the airport. He understands that's a very uh, plum of an asset that we have here in the St. Louis region. So you're referring to Mayor Francis <coughs> Lay. He basically set this deal up in his final months, put in this application to the FAA that, that you um, mentioned there. And now he's working as a lobbyist for Ferrovio, which may well vie to be a part of this project. Um, you worked with Mayor Francis Lay for quite a few years. Were you surprised that he would do something like this on the way out the door right before becoming a lobbyist? I was. I was caught by surprise like uh, everyone else. And I was uh, uh, shocked that he would not not go through a formal process through the Board of Estimated Apportionment. Instead, he went behind us using the city council's office, uh, saying that that was a way to do it, and also using an outsider to pay for it. And so that outsider, of course, also stands to benefit, uh, which is the uh, Rex, who everyone knows. Rexingfield. Exactly. Uh, so that's unfortunate that we had that to happen. And then within uh, uh, a shoe f- uh, few short days, the uh, next mayor rubber stamped it. Yeah. So Mayor Lida Cruzen came into office um, after this deal that Frances Slay had set up, and she did not derail it. She's kind of doubled down. Absolutely. So let's talk about this question of a, a, um, a vote of the public on this airport deal. When Mayor Slay put in the application to the FAA, um, he had intimated that this would go to a vote of the public. And now that seems to have changed. Mayor Cruzen's administration no longer wants to do it that, that way. You wrote in February, quote, it is arrogance for elected officials to place themselves as the ultimate authorities and strip the public of its right to vote when the offices they hold are owed to the public trust. Our obligation as elected officials is to the people who elected us, not to any outside special interest. And that was calling for a public vote on this. Now, Mayor Cruzen's top deputy, Linda Martinez, was on this show last week. She said Mayor Cruzen is not comfortable being the sole arbiter of whether a deal should go through. And she said that's what a charter amendment that the people would vote on would do. She said... Uh, Darlene just made a very funny face that uh, I apologize for laughing so hard. Um, She said that the other option, letting the Board of Aldermen vote, is the best way for the people's voice to be heard. Darlene Green, what would you say to that? It is arrogance for elected officials to not allow the people to vote on this very precious asset of the city. So in essence, I'm repeating and restating my comments earlier. Lyda Cruson, President Reed, or any elected official, uh, 
that would not allow the public to vote or, or against the public vote, they're then for special interests. That's what I believe. And so I, I just really believe that uh, we have to see now, you know, it's been months. We have to see now and uh, we have to understand that Linda Martinez comments mean that the mayor does not want a public vote and that they will fight hard against a public vote. That's what we have to know for sure. That's the truth. Mm-hmm. Now, you've suggested, you mentioned uh, Lewis Reed, the president of the Board of Aldermen. Um, you've said that he and the mayor are playing games with airport contracts and deals that you're trying to get done at the Board of Estimate and Apportionment that must sign off on contracts, and that they seem to be stalling on some of these sort of necessary things that have to go through that board. What do you think they're up to with that? Both the mayor and President Reed are tampering with the city finances, and it is very clear, and I stated firmly, and I stand behind my truth. They have begun uh, something that has been unprecedented in city government to, in the face of city taxpayers, to tamper and lie publicly about the city finances, about their role in city finance, about what they know and what they don't know, about what they're doing and what they're not doing. And I think it's very shameful to believe that people in the city of St. Louis who are taxpayers and who are voters can't get it. They get it. They understand. The people who live here and who work here, they're smart people, and they get it when they see and hear the lies from our mayor and from the president of the Board of Aldermen. We've got a call. I'd like to talk to Jim, who's calling from Bridgeton. Um, Hi, Jim. You're on St. Louis on the air. Excuse me. Yes. Good afternoon. Thanks for taking my call. I called in the last time you guys had the airport show on as well. Uh, KBMU is to be commended for uh, the amount of publicity they're bringing to this issue. I remember the buyout, and uh, I went to the public hearing where you had an opportunity to dictate your comments to a stenographer. It certainly seems like Miss Green is bringing up a lot of things that need to be brought out in public, and uh, I believe the, the government of the city of St. Louis should not be trusted in this matter because this is a hugely valuable asset that they want to reap a financial windfall through, and, it, and if people are worried about how it could turn out, just look at Denver and the situation they had with their terminal. Thanks very much. Jim, thank you so much for thank that you. call. Um, Darlene Green, the situation in Denver, they had leased out just one terminal to a private company. It's actually part of Ferrovial, where Mayor Francis Slay is now a lobbyist. And this deal ended up going catastrophically awry. Does that give you pause? It, it does. And it should get everyone pause because, you know, it's, it's straight up about economics. When you go private, uh, a private vendor or a private um, uh, person that is going to be there to uh, run the airport, they're going to look at the bottom line. And they're going to look at the bottom line for profit, not for uh, anything that has to do with uh, customer uh, travel friendliness or any of those kinds of things. The bottom line is, is profit, which means that those who they believe should not hold jobs anymore, or if they believe they're going to cut, they're going to cut, they're going to streamline it, and they're going to strip that airport. So that's unfortunate that uh, those kinds of things, that people who are working there, they have to think about about that now. Over 700 employees uh, have to think about, you know, their future and, and their jobs with the with what uh, the mayor and uh, Louis Reed are holding over their heads. 
Uh, we've got time for just one more question before our break here. Overall, it sounds like you think the airport is doing really well, even though you're critical of, of some other city leadership. Why do you think the airport has been has been um, able to do as well as it has? Well, the gentleman brought up the buyout, and that was back in the 90s uh, uh, when we were looking at uh, the airport uh, expanding with the new runway. That has happened, and then we had some terminals uh, to uh, – to be redone since so let me get to get to it we are doing better because when we built that runway it was built at 45 percent of the the cost of running an airport that was successful and now we're reaping the benefits of growth that's that- comptroller darlene green we need to take a quick break we'll be back shortly to continue this conversation this is st louis on the air on st louis public radio 90.7 kwmu Welcome back. We'll return to our conversation with Comptroller Darlene Green in just a moment. But first, here are some of the stories our St. Louis Public Radio newsroom is following today. The St. Louis County Charter Commission is hosting a series of community meetings on potential changes to the county charter. That includes having nonpartisan elections, an elected county auditor, and an appointed county assessor. Also, St. Louis County's prescription drug monitoring program seeks to prevent opioid abuse in Missouri, but the latest report shows little change in opioid dispensing habits in 2018. In fact, doctors dispensed more prescriptions per 1,000 people, and the average length of an opioid prescription in the state rose to 17 days. And St. Louis Alderwoman Tamika Hubbard has proposed a board bill that would renew a development deal allowing Paul McKee to construct an urgent care on the former Pruitt-Igo site. This comes after the city has attempted to sever ties with the developer. McKee failed to meet key deadlines required by the city. Hubbard's new bill would give McKee until December to acquire funding and until 2021 to complete the project. That would be a two-year extension on the original deal. Join St. Louis Public Radio this afternoon for local and regional news and throughout the day on our website at stlpublicradio.org. And now we're going back to our conversation with Comptroller Darlene Green. Um, Just a word that we're continuing to cover airport privatization as an important issue here at St. Louis on the Air. We've invited all the members of of the Board of Estimate and Apportionment who will have to vote on any deal that goes through to join us on the show. Uh, The Board of Alderman President, Louis Reed, is actually booked to join us on October 1st. Uh, we're still working with Mayor Lyda Krusen to find a date. Um, and as we return to our conversation with Darlene Green, if you have a question or comment, you can give us a call at 314-382-8255. That's 382-TALK. Or you can send us a tweet at STL on air or email us at talk at stlpublicradio.org. Um, we've got a number of callers waiting here that I'd like to take here in a minute. But first, uh, Comptroller Green... Um, when you were having this um, argument with the mayor and with Lewis Reed earlier this year about them holding up a bond refinancing, and you had accused them of doing it in order to help push through this privatization, you got maybe the best support you could have hoped for. Southwest Airlines and American Airlines weighed in and wrote a letter supporting your position. Now, is that something where you'd been working behind the scenes to try to get this letter written? It certainly had the desired effect. I was not working behind the scenes, but that just clearly showed you that both the mayor and the president of the board were lying. The airlines uh, are, you know, at the airport, they're a business. The airport is a business. And the structure of the refinance, that was part of a five-year business agreement between the airlines and the airport. So that was already 
in a written agreement. If we had not gone through with the deal, we would have been, um, um, you know, not taking care of the deal that we were in with the with the airport uh, or with the airline. So you had both the uh, Southwest Airlines as well as American Airlines step up because there was $29 million that they stood to gain to, you know, in reduction of the cost that they're paying. They knew to a fly. lot was at stake here. It was a lot of, it was a lot at stake. And what the mayors did was to set up a scenario where there was an alternative structure that was not a good business decision or a business structure. And so she tried to make lay people believe that there was an interest rate, interest rate difference and all of that. And that was just another one of her shenanigans. And I was just appalled because that is in the face of the public trust. And I was just appalled and I could not uh, help but say so. The president of the board was incorrect when he said he had no knowledge of it. And in fact, he had voted for it as a as an airport commissioner. And so had the um, the mayor previously when she held the position as an alderman. They both had voted in agreement of it. Then all of a sudden they are no knowledge and they needed a lot of information. Well, that was that's a ruse that they put forth in order to try to get away with once again, I'll say it, tampering with the city's financing. And that's a shame. And, and the airlines shameful. rode to the rescue there on that one. Oh, yes, they did. Um, let's go to the phone lines. We've got a call from Art in St. Louis. Um, hi, Art. You're on St. Louis on the Air. Yes, I listened to uh, the president of NAACP, Adolphus Pruitt, who uh, thinks that having some airport privatization might be of value to African Americans in St. Louis. And I don't think all the information has been brought forth yet. In Atlanta, with some limited privatization, it's provided some terrific entrepreneurial opportunities over the past 12 to 15 years and has assisted some of the folks become business people who thrive to be that for a long time. So I think we should wait until we have all the information in before we castigate the opportunity for some limited privatization. And that doesn't mean selling it. It means leasing because many of the downtown business buildings, big ones, are leased for long-term lease. So there's nothing wrong with that kind of business deal. Art, thank you so much for your call. I appreciate that. Um, Darlene Green, the NAACP has said this might be worth exploring. Do you think they're, when they say that, they're speaking on behalf of the African-American community? Certainly, our community is a very diverse community. And when you're talking about the airport and a flying public, that's diverse. And so what you what what you need is more inclusion when it comes to African-American and minorities uh, doing business and leasing and, and working and, 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 and feeling some economic uh, enrichment regarding the airport. That's what we need, and that's where the NAACP should be enriching African Americans. Where's the money for the African Americans right now, and as opposed to waiting to see? You know, African Americans and other minorities have waited to see long enough. Mm-hmm. 
let's go back to Mayor Cruson. You've you've said a few things about her today. Um, you also wrote an op-ed about her about a month ago in the St. Louis American, and it was blistering. Uh, you wrote, Mayor Cruson is leaving the people she was elected to serve behind while she rushes to please special interests. And uh, she, you said, it's not acceptable that the administration waits for crises before acting, that people of St. Louis deserve an administration that is proactive and engaged, and had some examples of where you thought she'd fallen short on that in, in terms of public safety. What got you to the point of coming out blazing like that? Well, because it's absolutely correct. You know, I see a rush to all kinds of special interests, all kinds of support for special interests, and then I see a scrambling when it comes to very necessary uh, city delivery of service. You know, let's us be planning on how to reduce crime. Let us make sure that we've got our handle on how we're going to run a city as opposed to lifting up the special interests. What about the people who are paying the taxes when they buy a loaf of bread or a gallon of milk at the grocery store and they're expecting that they will have some delivery of, of city services? That's where it comes. The rubber meets the road. I'm going to run this city in the best interest of the of the citizens who elected me, or I'm not. And I had to say it because it was true that there was no priority set for delivering city services by this mayor or the administration because the administration has been looped into her political first as opposed to people first. So the thing, I, this might sound cynical, but several people sent me this op-ed and they all were kind of asking me the same question. Is the comptroller running for mayor? I am not. Have you but thought I, about it? No, I have not. <laughs> I have been asked to consider it several times. That's because the people are saying they're fed up. Yeah. And so I can understand people who have not only, you know, been very choosy about staying in the city of St. Louis. They're urban, they want to be here, and they know that St. Louis is a better city than the mayor is treating it and, and, and working. And, and we know that if we had better leadership that we would be a better city. That's the bottom line. Now, you've seen the mayor repeatedly since you wrote that op-ed. Has she brought this up or attempted to have a dialogue about some of your concerns? The mayor is not willing to collaborate with not one single elected official except for the one that will be in lockstep with her, and that's Louis Reed. So there has been this level of fighting at City Hall that can seem like everything is being done through dueling press releases and swipes at each other. In some cases, it can feel like a lot of posturing and no action. With something like the violence that we've seen in, in St. Louis this summer, what's it going to take to get people to take this seriously and actually address it? I have taken it seriously from day one. I was very fortunate that yesterday that the mayor and the president of the board, as well as myself, voted to increase the amount that we would uh, support the the uh, crime prevention program, Career Violence, with, with an additional $1.5 million. I call for it. Uh, I'm glad there was support for that. I would like to see more collaboration but between the mayor, the president of the board, and myself to cure this violence, to cut this violence, to eradicate this gun violence in the street, and to make our neighborhood safer. we got to do it. I've been begging the mayor. I sent her a letter I, that actually op it was a plea to her. If you read it, the last comment, it says, Mayor, we need collaboration. We do need you. I'm, I'm begging you. Let us collaborate to make this city safer, as opposed to the priority that she has chosen, which is politics. 
So unfortunately, we are out of time today. And I got to say, there are so many other things that I, I want to talk to you about. I know it has been close to five, six years since we've had you here at St. Louis on the Air. Um, Comptroller Darlene Green, can we lure you to come back and oh, talk to us more? Well, thank you so much for joining us today. You're very welcome. This is St. Louis on the Air on St. Louis Public Radio, 90.7 KWMU. Thank you.